Hey, Michiana people, people, it's me, Scott. When I stopped making this podcast over a year ago, I thought you'd stop listening. I just checked my stats, and guess what? You're still listening. I appreciate that. Now, I have moved on to make a new podcast called Behind the Bits, where I talk to people in the stand-up comedy industry all over the world. We talk serious about comedy. I've decided to upload an episode of my new Behind the Bits podcast for you and hope that you will come over and listen to it on my new platform at Behind the Bits. Just type Behind the Bits in any podcast app and you'll find it. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just type Behind the Bits in the search bar and you'll find me. And on Twitter, I'm at TheBTBPC. Here's an episode I did with a panel of comedians and club owners from across the country talking about how COVID-19 is affecting their cash flow, creativity, and connection with their fan base. I hope you subscribed and listened to all the future episodes of Behind the Bits, and thank you for listening to Michiana People for all these years. Welcome to the Behind the Bits podcast. Your host, Scott Curtis, wants to learn everything he can about stand-up comedy and take you along for the ride. Scott and his guests talk serious about comedy in every episode. Behind the Bits will uncover knowledge from different perspectives on subjects such as writing and performing stand-up comedy, as well as booking shows and the comedy life. If you're thinking about becoming a stand-up comic, already in the comic game, or a comedy nerd, Behind the Bits is the show for you. Now, let's get Behind the Bits. Hi, and welcome back to the Behind the Bits podcast. This is a special episode concerning the coronavirus and its effects on the stand-up community. This is an important discussion about cash flow, retaining audiences, and maintaining creativity. Please share this one with your stand-up community friends, and also uh, comment with your ideas on the Behind the Bits Facebook page, which can be found just by typing Behind the Bits in the Facebook search bar. Or on Twitter, I'm at the BTBPC, or you can shoot me an email at Scott at the BTBPC. I did start recording about a minute late, so I cut off Max Tidy, who was introducing himself. In this call, we had Max Tidy, Brian Collins, Heather O'Laughlin, Joel Byers, Doc Kennedy, Chris Mohan, Johnny Watson, Will Brand, and Jim Bryan. We feel like this is an important discussion, and I know people are having it yourselves, so if we can all get together and come up with a plan and, and things that will help us get through this, it will be a big thing. So this is something that you can share and uh, share the ideas and also add more ideas to it. Thank you for listening. It's my comedy in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I'm a manager at the Drop Comedy Club. I also produce uh, several shows locally in Michigan and Indiana. Um, and yeah, it's it sucks. It's been affecting our open mic and whatnot. Uh, do you want me to go on from there, Scott? Uh, a- anything you want to add? I mean, we're going we're gonna to get into a general discussion here pretty quick. But, uh, okay, well, yeah, it sucks. So in our area, we only have one uh, open mic a week, you know? So the idea that you're waiting all week for seven minutes sucks as it is uh we have weekend shows at the drop and i fortunately do stuff there but uh like i was telling scott before the podcast it's like hey, i go for the ten thousand hours mentality especially because we don't have that many mics in our area so then just thinking about losing that much time like this is driving me crazy yeah so thanks max uh krish talk to me 
Yeah, uh, I'm a, a full-time touring comedian, so I tour roughly between 40 and 45 weeks out of the year. Uh, and a lot of the rooms that I play are pretty small. They're they're smaller. Uh, they're either smaller independently owned comedy clubs or uh, little black box theaters or DIY venues like punky little rooms, stuff like that. Uh, and I do like more sociopolitical commentary, storytelling type of comedy. And I also produce a, a couple different podcasts uh, that go up, uh, you know, on a, as an audio format mm. um, and as a video format. Uh, and uh, so I, you know, I'm a, I'm a DIY comedian. Uh, I, I tour like a punk rock band. Uh, and uh, as of Sunday, uh, I have officially lost three weeks worth of work. Wow. So, uh, which most of them are, are the, are the dates that I was going to record my next album. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's, uh, it's on to plan B in trying to figure out, uh, what, what I'm going to do in terms of, uh, releasing this album. Cause at this point, uh, there's a lot of baggage that's associated with this material. Uh, and, uh, and I'm ready to kind of be done and move on with it. Uh, so, Right now, I'm I'm trying to focus more on uh, creating more content for the for the podcast and the video stuff that I do, um, and uh, and hopefully push my Patreon a little bit more and figure out other ways of like sustaining memberships online. Okay, great. Sort Thank you, Krish. Yeah. <coughs> Doc, talk to me. Yeah, I'm Doc Kennedy, com comedian in Nashville, Tennessee, and. Uh, you guys probably heard about tornadoes that hit here uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I definitely lost income myself, but uh, the biggest bummer for me was I had a couple of shows and, and one big one uh, scheduled for as a fundraiser for the victims of the tornadoes. Oh. And that that's all been wiped out. So um, yeah, we're all, I mean, we're all getting hit, but what I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future. And, um, you know, just hearing, uh, hearing you guys talk, um, really, it doesn't bring me down. It makes me excited about what can be, what will be. Um, because with being a stand-up comic, you know, one that takes it serious, you have to have an entrepreneurial spirit too. Mm -hmm. And being able to you know, figure out different things that work, different ways that work. Um, I'm just excited about what, what will be. Right. Great. Thanks doc. Hey, Joel. Hey, Scott. So thanks for having us. And thanks for doing this. First off, this is, I think will be super beneficial to people in and out of comedy. Uh, my specific situation, I've been doing comedy a little over 10 years. Um, I'm on the road a lot as well. I've had, um, well, I had people in April start canceling today. So, I mean, I've, wow. yeah, definitely at least the next two months, I'm completely out of, uh, work, but I've been using the time so far to really focus on my podcast and really getting more organized in my YouTube. So I'm still using the time productively, but it's not, uh, paying productively. You know mm. what I mean? So I'm, I'm definitely going to be planning to do an online course as well while all this is going on. And it's just kind of like figuring out as we go along. It's interesting, but exciting time just for all of us comedians to get out of our comfort zone and really make things happen. Right. Right. Thank you. Hey, Johnny. 
Hey, my friend, how are you? Great. Uh, I love your mic. I'm, what's that? I love your mic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. It's uh, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> it makes, you, makes you sound like a uh, phone sex operator. No, I uh, listen. It's good to be here. I'm Johnny Watson. I'm full time comedian. Uh, been doing this for 17 years and uh, full time. Um, I uh, lost. Geez, I have I've lost everything. And the way things are going, it looks like uh, I've, I do a summer gig in uh, Delaware, which is uh, six nights a week for the whole summer. Mm-hmm. They're talking about canceling that. And, um, you know, I, I did a show Saturday night or Friday night, actually. Oh, sorry, Saturday night in West Virginia, the only place I think they don't have the coronavirus. Uh. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was exciting. And there was supposed to be 200 people there, and there's like 19 showed up. So, oh. uh, yeah, so, but, uh, but they didn't have it. So that's good. But um, yeah, so uh, it's, it's, you know, we were just, me and my wife were just tallying up the amount of money that I've lost in the last, you know, it's, I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually too, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm from Jersey originally, but I'm staying in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, we were supposed to actually go to the Derby. We got tickets, you know, guys inviting uh-huh. us to the Derby. Yeah. So uh, we may lose out on a lot of things, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a, uh, you know, I mean, like everybody else, it's been a rough, rough go, but uh like, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Um, one person said that, uh, or Joel said, uh, you know, time to, uh, like up your podcast game and up, up all the other stuff. Me and my mother, we have a podcast we've done for a long time and then we took a break and, but we're bringing that back out. And, uh, you know, I, I'm a little fortunate that my wife is a marketing professor. So, uh, oh. she's, she's pulling out the stops to make sure all this stuff starts getting at the top of the list. And, uh, so, but, but I like the fact we're doing this because we get to know, meet new people and, you know, come together, even though it's a lot of comics in this country, it's still a small community and it's, it's nice to meet new people and everybody should help each other out. Right. So whatever I can do for anybody, please feel free to hit me up. Great. Thanks, Johnny. I appreciate it. Hey, Jim, talk to me. How are, how are you doing? Uh, name's Jim, Brian. I'm up in Pennsylvania, comic, uh, also owner of church of satire comedy club in Hanover. Pennsylvania. So, I mean, I've had pretty much like my entire revenue stream just sort of dried up over a matter of 72 hours. Uh-huh. So I had to close the, I had to close the club just because it was the right thing to do, you know, and, um, gigs here locally, I rely on those gigs as a means to sort of, I use my gig money to pay my comedians coming in. I'm a small operation, you know, so it's just kind of scary times because I have like a lot of little kids and uh, my wife's work is dried up. She works in healthcare uh, doing bit work. So like cl- her client base is, is, is dried up. They don't want anybody going out into communities and stuff. So we went from being able to take care of things to not being able to take care of things in a matter of like, you know, a couple sunrises and sunsets just like that. So just trying to wrap my head around things, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. just like everybody else. Well, thank, thanks. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Brian, what's up? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Scott? Uh, Brian Collins. Um, I'm from Osceola, Indiana. Uh, like Max, I do most of my work out of South Bend um, as a manager at The Drop. Uh, we also run literally a DIY uh, comedy. Um, we put on shows and all that. And uh, we've had the, you know, we're looking at shows later in the year, but we always build small ones up to a big <laughs> show. And that's pretty much out at this point. Um, and then, you know, just, I'd been lucky enough that I finally started to book a couple shows, uh, for cash, you know, and I was like, oh man, I'm on a mini run. 
and it turns out I am not. Uh, so, <laughs> so that is always is a bummer. Um, you know, and just the future's uncertain, but you know, we're going to take on a couple things like tomorrow we're going to do a, uh, like a live open mic from basically somebody's living room with just like three or four of us that we know, uh, and, and live stream that out and hopefully just keep entertaining that way. Um, but that's kind of what we got on the books. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, Brian and Max, uh, first of all, they work together and I know them and, um, they're a little bit humble about what they've done. Uh, they've both, uh, put together some pretty fantastic shows. We're, we're a very small market here in the <laughs> South Bend, uh, lower Michigan area. And I know that both of them have, uh, done sold out plus shows here and, uh, they were getting ready to do more. And I know this has affected them quite a bit. Yeah, that's the scary thing too is about like producing this. Now you're thinking about that and the venues, if they're still going to want to back you after you have to cancel these shows and then thinking about your performers, like are they not going to do this and I have to fill in those headlining spots or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. There's It's like full circle in the sense of like trying to get time, doing comedy, getting booked other places and then worrying about your own shows. Right. And I do, I do have to um, uh, come completely clean and let everybody know that uh, – Stand-up comedy is in no way a revenue source for me. So <laughs> I've been paid a few times, but uh, it's it's I've I've got uh, a full-time job and that's paid the bills for. Uh, I've been at the same place for almost fifteen years now, so it, it it's not affecting me uh, at all. Now it may be Stop affecting bragging. me. Easily. Okay, is that why you did not just to rub it in? Mr. Moneybags. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm, I'm a long way from Moneybags, but uh, uh, the, the reason I did this is because I see how it's affecting everybody else. So it's not uh, – um, I, I, I'm not I'm – not, I don't want to brag about uh, having a job, but, uh, you know. I had I a show um, Thursday night. I, uh, one, uh, Friday night I was supposed to do a show at a country club. Um, Thursday night – tried to find out how, what the numbers were, what was going to go on. And the guy, it was sold out. It was like a hundred, hundred people, small hundreds of people. It was sold out on Thursday night by Friday, I think 11 AM. It was 15 people. That many people canceled. So wow. then I went over to the, uh, after that got canceled, I went over to the caravan comedy club and which normally does, you know, really well. And they had four people. And um, so it's, it's amazing how in a short amount of time that things have just really kind of dried up. It's, uh, yeah, it's really turned on its head really quickly. Kind of happened overnight more than anything, uh, is what it kind of seems like. Uh, cause Wednesday night, every, I mean, everybody was kind of fine and joking around about, you know, what it was and everybody had kind of heard about it in the periphery of things, but all of a sudden it was like something happened on Thursday morning and I have no idea what it was, but I, like I woke up Thursday morning and a bunch of people were talking to me about canceling shows and I was like, what is happening like this it doesn't like what happened overnight that did that i missed that the all nba of a sudden, canceled man when is that is that it can, when, when sports started canceling that cascade effect like thursday i do the i do the bulk of my ticket sales mm-hmm. wednesday p.m into thursday grinded to an absolute halt and it never recovered after that and i, I think when that's the only thing that i can put my finger on that change because you're right chris like it just all of a sudden it was like, what the hell happened, man? You know, yeah. like there's no there's no toilet paper. Like, what in the world just happened? Like, <laughs> like it, 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 where it, it's just it, I I point to that moment where 
where them sports, each league started to like one after another cancel yeah. things. And I just think but that that, that on, was on it. That, for the sports though, on the sport, I just found this out too, that I, and maybe you guys knew already, they're completely covered with insurance. They, they're not losing yeah, their time. So yeah, they're yep. going to cancel even just to look good. They're going to cancel. I, if I was the XFL though, I would have kept playing now. That's talk about the only game in town. That would have been great to give them some publicity, but you know, yeah. sports, like you said, canceling once sports starts canceling and that's well, it. Man. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know there were some stories coming out where all the arena employees that weren't going to be, uh, that, you know, can't afford, they can't afford to pay them or anything. So they were just like, we're not going to pay you. And I think some of, some of the athletes said, yeah, some of them did. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which is kind of cool. That's kind of nice. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing is like, now it's just up to us to take care of each other. Like it's come down to that point where like, it doesn't matter you know, what your political affiliation is or, or whatever. It's like, you have to take care of your community and you have to take care of your neighbors. And that's kind of what it's come down to. Um, and this morning, what, what was really cool is, I mean, I, I, I got lucky in the sense that I'm not a big drinker in terms of, you know, being, being a con like, I don't drink very much. I don't go out very much. Like I'm, I'm kind of a homebody. So I, I think I'm, I got lucky with having a series of really good shows uh, at really good venues that like wanted to promote them and bring people out and, and made enough money on this tour, uh, where, and, and didn't hit any sort of snags that I have a little bit of a buffer zone, but I don't, I have no idea how long that buffer is going to last me. Um, you know, and I still have bills that are, that, that are, that I have to pay with no income coming in. And I, you know, not knowing how long this thing is going to last, the rest of it is basically, okay, what do we do? And I'm already seeing like Pittsburgh has a bunch of arts grants. Um, and, and some, some folks started to go fund me within the community, uh, specifically to help Pittsburgh artists. Uh, and they were like, well, we can't give you more than like a couple hundred bucks, but it's still, it's still like any, any little bit at this point is, is huge. Right. Um, and it's just cool to see kind of the community uh, rallying around and coming together to like help, uh, help people um, in, in that way. I also saw one uh, popped up and it was, it was arts in general, but uh, they had, they did a GoFundMe and they had raised, I think $93,000 of their hundred thousand dollar goal. And it, it's basically a two fifty give, based on uh you just fill out a quick uh google docs form and uh they'll send you 250 as long as they have it mm. so you know th that's some really cool stuff i also have a facebook friend that lives out in denver and her uh landlord actually <laughs> knew what she was up against and said that uh, her rent is cut in half for the oh, foreseeable nice. future so you know there's some cool stuff happening yeah, I saw a comic do like an Instagram live show where he was taking donations, mm -hmm. doing like a comedy show and like roasting people on Instagram. Um, I don't know how successful it was, but that was my first, that was the first time I saw someone trying to get a little more innovative with still, if your skill set's entertaining a room of people, how can you do that from afar? And that was my first seeing people actually testing the waters on maybe there's just like a donation based show that could be done online. Something like we're doing here, but it's like a lineup of comedians could mm. be a possible way to drum up some income. Right. Yeah. I actually had uh, a guy here that runs a marketing firm, uh, offer to do this for musicians. And I, uh, I grabbed him and I said, Hey, how about comics? And 
he said, yeah, I'd love to have you on. I said, well, I don't need to be on, but I know people who do. And uh, it's actually um, Vala Marketing here in Elkhart, Indiana, and South Bend, Indiana. They're going to be uh, putting something together in the next uh, couple days, and I'm going to be uh, steering people their way so that uh, um, they can do it. It's basically they're going to run a tip jar and, and spread it equally among people. And uh, and I, I think that's great because if you're, if you're doing it for the musicians, you might as well do it for the comics too. Yeah. Well, that's, great. that's what I did. I, I put on uh, on Facebook. I made a flyer, and it says "No Fear Here Comedy." So I, I'm actually plugging for um, home home shows. So like eight to ten people, like they're saying, you know, and and do a tip jar. Mm-hmm. And there's some signs of life there. You know, people are going to get really antsy really quick, and going to need to liven things up. So. Um, just looking for opportunity where we can, like you guys are talking about. Yeah, I don't think Ozark comes out for another 10 days, so I'm going to start freaking out here pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) I heard uh, that they're doing something, maybe you guys heard too, and uh, we're considered a gig industry, and they're going to be passing something to where um, and I don't know how they're going to figure out how much you you, you assume that you make or whatever, but they're going to start giving people money like, you know, gig workers like you know servers and, and mm-hmm. uh, our type of industry so there's probably going to be some type of compensation on on that because they were talking about if people don't get money then the economy could really collapse so they're more willing to even give money while people are out of work so right. Kelsey, Kelsey Gabbard put out uh, an emergency UBI uh, yeah I'm a big fan of hers yeah. uh, and, but she put out a um, uh, a, a bill to put out an emergency UBI and just say, let's just do what Andrew Yang's been talking about for the last nine months and just let's just do it for however long this emergency lasts and give basically every American citizen a thousand dollars a month. Uh, We just, we just bailed out wall street for $1.5 trillion. I'm pretty sure we can cover the rest of the people like, and it's fine. Like we'll be, we'll be okay. If you can make up money for wall street, you can make up money for people. It's sort of the, sort of the kind of the point that she was making, um, and I think they went to an emergency vote uh, over the weekend, uh, but I have not seen uh, any stories about what happened uh, in regards to that. A lot of it has just kind of been like, hey, we're shutting down restaurants and don't go outside and, and that sort of stuff. But but you're right. Uh, you know, if it, it, it's it's sort of the cyclical thing of once you start shutting down what we do and, and and by we, I mean, just like anybody in the working class world of like servers and you know, like if, if they're affected, uh, if the bottom is affected, then it starts, you know, you, you've essentially lost your base. You've lost your foundation. Right. And once you start crumbling your foundation, the rest of it's just going to topple, you know, like how long, I mean, the CEOs of Walmart and stuff are, are going to be fine for quite some time, but they like to make more money than they have. Uh, so, you know, if, if nobody's going to target, to, to buy stuff, then, then, you know, they're going to have to do something to like, be like, give people money so that they can spend it. So I do, I do think that it's going to start veering into that direction pretty soon. Um, Don't nobody go to target. Chris, do you shop at target? Chris, my mom <laughs> works at target. Jim, I have a money-making idea right now, just with us. I say we get a couple more people and make a calendar. Russ. Oh, a comedian's calendar. A comedian calendar. You know, why not? Those, you know, the sexy men of comedy. Oh, man. I want April. You'll be able to see my rib cage in another. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man. Hey Scott, you, you mind if I ask a question real quick? Go I'm, for it. I'm kind of curious. I'm not trying to commandeer your story or your, your show, but, uh, this is uh, your show, folks. Uh, I, oh, I, now it's our show. Yeah, oh. it's the people's show. It's the people's show. <laughs> hey, everything I talked uh, about before was not on air, so don't worry yeah, about okay. it. Okay, good. <laughs> you, good I'll let you hit record now, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious how far out the uh, is the furthest gig that you've had canceled so far? For me, it was uh, July 10th. Um, well, if, if for me, yeah, it's the summer, September. So September. We'll wow. Wow. We'll see. I mean, I hope not. Well, yeah. I'm, but but they said today the the governor was the president. Didn't he say today? I don't know if you saw the news conference. He said uh, you're looking until July at least before anything gets going. And then he said it could be longer. So I don't could know. be shorter too. Yeah, but I don't think they really could be have right in the middle. A, a real uh, understanding of like what is happening, yeah. you know, like yeah. or, or what they're doing. This is they're they're right now in the planning phase of trying to figure out how they're going to test people and and figure out the the spread of this thing. So they're they're going to come out and say something just to kind of you know kind of pacify the masses a little bit more. But yeah, who knows? It's all speculation. Yes, it's all speculation. So I mean, for uh, like, I I have a I have a gig in in May that was like, hey, we don't know if this is confirmed or canceled. So right now, just keep the date for for yeah. reason. It's it's sort of like day by day at this point, um, which which kind of sucks and is is very unnerving. <laughs> to, yeah. Well, there's I a couple of places still trying to do it though. Like, um, there are some places that are trying. I'm I'm booked for um, weekend after next at the caravan, and they're trying to hold, keep the date. But even you know, who knows? Like you said, who knows? Yeah, that's yeah. selfish. To, like, if you have a show, like I have a I have a show May first, and I see my headliner post about how all of his gigs getting canceled and everything else like that. So I was like thinking, like, oh, like he's probably going to be down to still do the show, but we've sold out with 150 every time. Do you right. think that's selfish and unsafe of like to try to keep going with the show? I mean, Cause I'm feeling super conflicted right now with everybody talking about having a house show or anything else like that. It's like, is that something I should really be like trying to think about now or at May 1st? Yeah. I would be, I, you goal. have to be hopeful. Yeah. So how, how do you not be hopeful if you're not planning yeah. forward? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I would not think about canceling that until like two days prior. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, oh. from where you're pulling from, it's not going to affect anybody's life uh, yeah. because you're pulling from a pretty local area there from mm -hmm. maybe an hour, an hour yeah. from Three Oaks there. So, yeah, I think you're fine. Yeah, I hope it goes for you, man. I really do. That'd be great for everybody. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that was the thing is that's why I didn't want to say that I was going to cancel all the dates into May. Is just kind of keep keep tabs on stuff. You you, you have somebody from uh, the governor of Ohio was like, till the middle of May, we're going to keep all the restaurants shut down, yeah. restaurants and bars shut down. But I don't I don't know how that's how long that's going to last. Like everything seems so hyper reactionary, and and mostly because like I I really don't think we know what this thing is, how far it's spread. Cause you know, like they had an opportunity to, uh, I just yelled about this in my car, uh, and, and released it. But, but my point is, uh, you know, we, we just weren't, we just weren't completely prepared for it. And now it's sort of like the panic alarms have rang, um, and, and everything is happening very quickly. And I think if, I think with, by the middle of this week, things are going to kind of stabilize and we're going to slow things down. Um, and pe once people start thinking with a little bit more clarity, 
we'll we'll start to get more concrete answers because now you have you you know you have somebody saying well till the middle of may we're going to be shut down and then it's like oh well it's going to take till july uh but not really it's going to take till like the second week of april so yeah. i mean these are such widespread responses yeah. it just seems like we're we're, we're kind of throwing throwing some shit out and hoping that yeah. hoping you know something happens i right. think they'll find the antidote in one of those dirty microphones that we use yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah pass that around that's, that's where the immunity will be immune the whole world will be immune. <laughs> yeah well, I, mean, I know there's a lot of comics watching. I mean, do we have any ideas or solutions? We've kind of threw around a few like online shows that are donation based, but I feel like we could really come up with something that we may be able to leave here with and inspire comics to actually do. Mm -hmm. I think I would go the office route and do a showcase and just have it broadcast you can do something where you have a broadcast uh, with the Patreon or some, some sort of link like that. Mm. And, you know, you can do it as a, you know, testing yeah, out. Cause not everybody's whatever, but yeah. You know, you could get people yeah. together and like, I know that there's a group of guys around here. They're going to do, in fact, they're going to try to do it tonight. When I understand they're going to try to do like a, like an, like a mic or something, but each one from their house, they're going to try to, you know, you know, do uh, FaceTime it or whatever. So, I mean, you could probably get a bunch of guys together in a room and actually do a show, but like you said, broadcast it live. Yeah. I think that's what we're going to do with the club. I mean, we've been going for long enough that like we got, we got a, we got a series of, you know, a whole community that now likes to come to comedy. So I think I'm probably just going to take like, I'm going to look at it as an opportunity to like, I'm already trapped. I'm sitting in my fucking van right now because I'm hiding from my kids. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm just going to use it as an opportunity to like staycation with my family for like, you know, and, and kind of let people be like, man, I wish the club was open. And mm -hmm. then I might start lo locally reaching out to some comedians during the time that I've canceled the club and just be like, you know what, man, let's just set up the Mevo. I used to live stream shows few years ago that did really well, but we didn't make any money, but I also didn't try and solicit money either. So sure. I'm just going to shake the tree and see what falls out. Like as of now, I'm not making a dollar. So, I mean, heck, what's the difference? You know, uh, we got to try something. People, people like stand up, And if we go away for too long, some other, you know, who knows, like online live streaming body piercing might become popular and then we're all screwed. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, but in times like this, people need laughs. And I feel you. Yeah, we do have, right, we have right. the upper hand. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, well, you've never seen me perform. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've but, got a new, I, we've got a new uh, participant here. It's uh, Heather from the drop comedy club. We want to get a, um, perspective from somebody who is a club owner. Um, yeah. so, um, Heather, can you please introduce yourself and, uh, what we're doing is telling, uh, what, how this has affected us so far. Absolutely. Hey everybody. Um, I'm Heather O'Loughlin, co-owner of the drop comedy club. I also am a special education teacher for school city of Mishawaka. And right now, um, we just got the news that we have to close all restaurants and bars. So the drop has canceled two weekend shows and two of our open mics so far. Sucks. All right. Sorry about that. 
I was waiting yeah. when there'd be a lady on this show. It looked like yeah, all the show flyers I see. <laughs> <laughs> it really does well, right now, doesn't it? There's <laughs> a bunch of white guys and, and Chris. Who's that, Chris? <laughs> Minority ticket down. I'm holding it down. <laughs> oh, geez. One thing I wanted to make a point of is these virtual oh, shows. Um, when when you're doing the uh, when you're doing the virtual tip jar type thing, I don't know if it's gonna hit the first time that you do it, but I don't think it's something that you should give up on. Uh, I yeah. think that it may take a little bit to get that rolling, but if you do the first time, it may gain some headway and then just keep doing that because you know it, it takes a while for people to get used to a different format. And, uh, I think that, you know, in the long run that could help everybody. Well, I what's everybody's work, thoughts on how to operate that? Jar? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I walked over somebody. I apologize. I was asking what, what are you guys thoughts? Like, uh, in terms of how to operate that virtual tip jar, you could put a PayPal link. Um, mm -hmm. it was like a Venmo too. Yeah, yeah. Like you, mm -hmm. you could set up a that's couple of things that people could just donate right into, um, yeah. Yeah. And if you're using Mevo and if you have any of those online broadcasting stuff, like I'm not a super big expert on everything, but I do know that you can orient the screen. So um, like Venmo and Cash App and stuff, they have a, a QR code where if you just scan that by using the app, it'll take you directly to like your club's page uh, or your page or, or wherever. So the, and like PayPal is really easy. Venmo is really easy. Um, so there's a couple like, and it's just a matter of like setting up the link and grabbing the, the, the little, little QR code. I just had to do a bunch of that for updating my website so that, uh, people knew where they could, uh, where, where they can at least send some donations and it's all like on one page. Um, cause you have, you have a bunch of people like that don't trust Patreon or they don't trust Venmo or whatever it is. So having those various options is, is definitely I just want to make it easy, you know, like as yeah. easy as possible mm -hmm. so that like yeah. they can watch it and, and like touch their phone and, you know, so yep. that they don't have to tune out in order to tune back in. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. I just try to make it as user friendly as possible. You know, you know what the interesting thing is that we're all talking about this. And if you, it's weird because if you talk to the guys, the com the guys who did start, like, you know, who did comedy back in the uh, boom, it's basically, it ended because, I mean, you know, it went, went bust because no one, it started, everybody started watching comedy on television sure. and everything else. And that's almost like what we're doing. Just hope that they don't get lazy and decide not to come back out. You know, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, you, you know, that's a really good point. Either. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? What, what do, you, it's like, do we want to like, you know, make them like, uh, since we're not around to all of a sudden like want us, because you think about once this thing mm -hmm. gets done, people are going to be like, climbing over each other to get out and do things and for sure and people like you know heather yeah. you know it'd be great right. that their your club gets you know where you got to turn people away that'd be awesome yeah. and you know it's like you know i mean i don't know the solution i don't know but i just hope that people don't get comfortable and going oh no, that's what watch it on on screen on, on scott and i were talking earlier about how every comic should be coming back whenever this is all over they should be coming back better than ever before because you're writing during this, this stretch and, and you're working out material however you can. Who's but right? you should have you should have loads of new material, you know, and just, just working on what you can. Well, I got a great Spanish flu joke if anybody wants it. I'll sell oh, it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to update my shaking baby jokes to like shaking elementary school kid jokes because they're like, they're overrunning me like locusts. It's, this is the first day, dude. <laughs> I thought maybe your kids were sick. That was why you're hiding in the car. Nah, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just hiding in the car because they're outside of it. <laughs> no, he's just a good father. That's all. It's very tough. <laughs> there they are. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it's very tough for comics to doing? spend time with the uh, people that are actually in their life. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Behind glass. Behind Is glass. It, you know? We're not people. <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I did have somebody in the medical profession uh, give me a couple hints. Um, uh, and while I've got the mic, uh, this is uh, brought to you by the Behind the Bits podcast, which is available on all your podcast apps. All you got to do is type in Behind the Bits. And I talk to all kinds of comics, like all of them, many of them on here. Um, so Joel and Doc have uh, been interviewed by me. Um, their podcasts aren't out yet, but uh, mm -hmm. they will be. Um, so that's Behind the Bits podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Behind the Bits podcast on Facebook, Behind the Bits podcast on Instagram, and the BTBPC on Twitter. There you go. Awesome. Um, I did have a medical prof professional tell me that uh, plasma donations are going at a premium oh. right now, and <laughs> just donating blood is going at a premium right now. So if you're wanting to fill those wallets up and you really yeah. need to, I know some of the folks listening maybe need to. Um, that's uh, something to check into. Uh, you can uh, make some quick cash that way, and that's cash right in your pocket. I keep switching. Most places between... actually give you a card, Scott. It's, it's a card. I'm sorry? Not, it's a card generally, not to be pedantic. It's a card, not cash. Yeah. Yeah. It gets, Just, you know, you know, gets, like a debit card. Yeah. It gets, <laughs> you got to claim it on your taxes. <laughs> you got to make a hundred bucks for that, though, don't that? you? That's a donation. You don't have to. You know, I'm donating know. my blood. I, hell if I know, man. These are these are uncertain times for me, man. What else can I donate <laughs> for my body? That's right. Why don't you, why don't I'm you not donate me selling blood? my body? <laughs> yeah. You know, Get if I can sell parts of my body without being touched by somebody else all that much, I'm down with that. That sounds like a good operation for me. <laughs> Now we've talked uh, we've talked a little bit at the beginning about some positive things that we've seen uh, come come across. Has anybody else seen anything that uh, will uplift everybody's hearts uh, because uh, uh, you're a comic and somebody did something nice for you? No, not me. Oh wow! <laughs> I was trying to do something nice for Nashville. Uh, that's yeah. a tough gig over there. You're trying. Yeah. I went to not barbecue. Well, this is today. a tough room for nice stuff. Isn't <laughs> no, it? my God, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain. Not, yeah, like, has mean, anyone been, aside from like, aside from like, you know, uh, you know, venue owners and stuff like that? Like, has anybody been that kind all of a sudden right now? I mean, right, I, I'll I tell you, about, yeah, I was kind. I drove six hours <laughs> to West Virginia for nineteen people. <laughs> it was that fourteen was teeth. Jeez, who books that? Ah, I, 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 I think he had the coronavirus now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure West Virginia has zero cases of coronavirus. Zero, yeah, zero cases. 
They, Heather, they have zero cases in each one of them. Made sure that they came up and hugged me and shook my hand to let me know it. Oh. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah. But no, but yeah, that's the only nice thing I've done is travel. Yeah, I think this is a nice thing, Scott. I mean, this is the yeah. first attempt I've seen for people to start putting their heads together. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you don't move mountains overnight, but I think this is a big step in the direction of people mm-hmm. starting to become more proactive in dealing with this circumstance. Thanks, Joel. That's all I need for my ego. It's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with that, though. And I have seen, like, I know that, um, you know, I, I had something that just recently came out on Amazon Prime and, and a lot of comedians here in the area, like they shared it. And, you know, that's like the best you can do really is is encourage people to consume some of your friends' content in any other form. Yeah. So I, I, I got a huge boost in shares when, when my Amazon thing popped the other day. And, and as a result, you know, I was sharing some of my comedy friends, comedian friends that they, you know, the ones that had performed at my club and, and we recorded at the club. I shared that stuff for them. So I tried to do that. And I had seen that. I've seen that mm-hmm. happen in the last few days, a lot of sharing of, of some stuff that I've got going on and vice versa. Yeah. I had, a, I had a fan of mine that ended up buying, uh, my album, uh, for way more money than it's, uh, worth uh, way more money than I'm worth, uh, as like a <laughs> human being. Uh, but that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, which every so often somebody will like, you know, it's like, I try to sell my stuff for a, a, a reasonable amount, you know, it's like 10 bucks for a CD or something. And when, when people pay like, 40 or 50 bucks for it. It's like, that's very nice of you to do. Totally did not have to do that. Um, so, and I think uh, like that, that might be what ends up happening with this is, you know, you, you see some people that, that, uh, have, um, that have the means to do it and they kind of donate to help people in, in the service industry or people in the arts, uh, that, that they believe in. So, uh, hopefully this is a start of it. It seems like there, it seems like this is, this is going to be the start of, um, like my, myself personally, I, I want to try to collect as many links like Jim specials uh, is one of the things that I uh, remember seeing. And, uh, you know, I have a, a theater that I perform at every year in Lansing um, and just share those things out to be like, hey, support these people. And um, and there's a couple other people that I know are, are doing that on their, um, you know, on their social media feeds and through their email list and stuff like that. So uh, that's a big way to, to, to help is just if you if if you can't do it monetarily, then yeah, t- tell other people about it. Uh, because you might know one person that that's still making like, you know, a hundred grand a year and, and is, and is fine and comfortable and they might be able to, uh, you know, bail, bail some folks out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think that, uh, the absence of being able to go out and see the arts is going to create a new appreciation for creatives and the art that they do yes absolutely yeah mm-hmm. pro- I, I probably so, i think uh i people, certainly hope so people take it for i think they take it for granted sometimes even like the movies like the, you know people are shutting down the the movie theaters and you don't think it's a big deal till you don't have it anymore and uh so you know i think uh yeah i, I hope they do so this may create um some huge demand after it's all over I hope so yeah, I just think stand-up comedy is the best thing ever. You, you know, <laughs> here, here. I always, I always have. Ever since I was a kid, it's a different medium, and and mm-hmm. when and seeing it live and and performing it live, and it, it's just when I, there are people who 
when when the club opened up here in Hanover, they'd never been to a comedy show, and I, I got people asking me if I sell season tickets. You know, <laughs> so it's uh, it's an addictive form of of performance that I think in a lot of ways we're fortunate that that we're part of it, but it just sucks right now because so much of what we do relies on reps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it just sucks, man. This yeah, is a cool thing. Spend time with your kids, which sucks. I know. Well, you know, it's it's been kind of cool. Like I've actually learned some valuable information about like who they are as people in the last twenty four hours. So I'm really <laughs> excited to. I am not happy. <laughs> Did you find nah, out man, which I'm of your worst cool. traits they got? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, my wife has already told me all about that. They, they, <laughs> yeah, I like my kids. Chris, Chris, testify for me. No, man. They're, I'm, they're, I'm cool. they're cool. <laughs> they're cool. I think Chris is lying. What are your I, kids' I, names? Do you know their names? Quick. <laughs> nah, man. I say that on Facebook, man. <laughs> Times are tough. Somebody might want to snatch up a white kid to sell them. <laughs> That's why Scott started this. We see now, Scott. <laughs> ring up there. Hey, Scott, listen, I don't want to, uh, I, I just want to butt in, but I have to take off. I actually got to start getting ready for my show in a little bit, but, uh, listen, guys, you're bragging. Uh, and you got a show. Brag, yeah. yeah, I got a, I, I, yeah, I got a show. I do my own. I got my Johnny Watson, uh, show What's tonight. Show? Johnny, Johnny Watson, show. the Johnny Watson show. Yeah. And, uh, Johnny Watson you know, and, show. and we do a thing called the, the comedy corner on that. Just let you know, we're try to, um, feature, you know, our friends or comics and, bit so please you know yeah. let's all stay in touch and yeah. love to ha- get you guys on the show and, and send some stuff out so i can you know broadcast you guys yeah. as well and, and promote everybody and and like uh joel was saying and everybody else been saying let's uh let's stay together and do something together and anything i can do to help out please feel free to hit me up i'm real easy to get a hold of and and would love to help out so uh, uh, i, I on, appreciate guys. you guys having me on there man hey and, johnny uh, thank you for being on you. and please you. uh you've got my email please send me Absolutely. all the links that you want me to promote for you i'll put thank everything you. in the show notes when i put this up i will and keep up the good work scott thank Thanks, you everybody go hug your go hug your kids <laughs> i know i'm actually gonna dip out of here right Bye-bye. now too so i want to uh i want to thank all you guys for for inviting me and everything yeah. and uh by all means let's connect if we're not already connected i'd love to connect with you guys you know and uh just keep keep trying to keep keep all of our names in the consciousness you know because this yeah. will end you know what i mean like sure. it's gonna be yeah. all right and uh, jim runs jim know, genuinely runs one of like the best clubs around like it's it's always a really really fun time to no seriously i mean it is is yeah. the, it, everything uh, that jim is doing and his team's doing is you can you can it's it's good because they give a shit and there's so many venues that just don't where i show up and they're they're like what are you doing here uh, you know, like, and like Jim, Jim takes care of the comics and, and he really cares about what's going on that stage. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Church of awesome. Satire is, is, uh, is amazing. I can't, I, I can't appreciate that know. guys. All right. Well, Hey, yeah. listen, everybody take care, stay safe, stay inside, you know, and, uh, for God's <laughs> sake, follow science, you know, follow yeah. science, <laughs> science, Hell Thank- science. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Thank you, Jim. That's uh church of satire. Check that out. Jim Bryan is all about that. <laughs> to to kind of piggyback off of what Jim was talking about, though, I do I do think that this this art form is um, 
Uh, it it and it and it took me a long time to just accept that this yeah th- there is stand up is an art form, um, and I think this this art form is really the, the thing that's like meant for people like this connects with just regular average people more than any other art form does. Mm-hmm. It's the it's it's the art form that's the most accessible to people and on whatever level. Um, you know, people kind of give give me a lot of flack because of the type of comedy I do. Uh, but I think even if you're even if you're talking going on stage and talking about the the minutia of real life is, yeah, that connects with people. But if you're also talking about, you know, uh, the, the sociopolitical aspect of it or the philosophy of, of life, some some bigger stuff that also connects with regular people, because it's all this stuff is is stuff that we have to think about in everyday life. So and there is something to watching comedy live um the excitement of like you never know what is going to happen either with the comedian on stage of of not being able to predict what they're about to say next Mm -hmm. what the next topic is going to be and it's exciting for the for for comedians and and tell tell me if i'm wrong but not knowing what what the audience is going to be like whether they whether they're going to like you or not like you uh, I, I even even people that regularly come out to see me, I'm like, I don't know if you're gonna like what I have to say this time, uh, you know. Like, but, but maybe, maybe you hate it, uh, but you know that's kind of the exciting um, exciting thing about uh, about watching live comedy. Why I think it it, it is such a unique uh, unique thing that that people are gonna connect with, and uh, hope you know. I, I do think that people are gonna get hungry for it. I do yeah. think people are going to get hungry for some kind of live entertainment. I uh, think it's going to be pretty quick too. Yeah. I think it's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, yeah. probably <laughs> it, it very well could. Yeah. I mean, there's only so long you can be locked up with each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would be interested to hear from Heather's point of view, being a club owner, like we're looking at it from the talent point of view, but what about from like the booker point of view? For- I guess for us, because we don't own our building, we are in a little bit of a better circumstance that, than some club owners. For example, right now, we're mostly just trying to cut our costs and save as much as we can with the hope that when we come back, things will pick up quickly and we'll be able to be bringing in good money. Um, we've had to contact a couple of comics and cancel, which never feels good to do. But we've tried to stay on top of that enough so that it's not a last minute cancellation and we're staying in alignment with all of the recommendations. I mean, it's essentially all we can do. But if we owned the building that we were in, I think I would be a lot more scared right now, a lot more worried about the future of our business. For us, I feel like we'll be able to overcome this, but I worry about our other clubs where that might not be as easy to do. Well, then I, I kind of see opportunity there too, because when the doors do open back up for all sorts of venues, they're going to need entertainment, whether it's music, oh, yeah. comedy or otherwise. So this is a prime opportunity for other comics to step up in their producing game as well and take advantage of that situation. Absolutely. And it will give us time to, you know, booking can be stressful for club owners. I don't handle the booking side of things primarily. <laughs> I do like the guest spot lineups with my managers and everything, but my partner does book the headliners and features and that can become overwhelming with submissions. So I think this will give us a little bit of downtime to be able to look at those submissions a little closer and plan for, you know, 
our future shows and booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is a, a good point in terms of we're we're thinking about how can we get paid now, but it's also like how can we prepare ourselves for when the pendulum does swing back up? How can we prepare ourselves to be as ready as possible? Whether that is you know starting that podcast you wanted or organizing the business side or really starting to create a game plan for the rest of the year. It sounds like a good opportunity to really get organized to strike when the iron is hot, when everyone is wanting more comedy. It's like, how can I strategize myself to be in the best position to take advantage of that? Absolutely. I think that's on the side of both comics and club owners right now. I think about you, Joel, with opportunities for teaching comedy classes and, you know, ways that you've thought outside of the box already. I think those are opportunities for our current comics and potentially club owners. Um, As a also newer comic, I look at what can I do for the female comic industry as far as what I learned becoming a business owner with no business background. So some of those things, even though I'm not going to be stressed financially as much as somebody who's doing comedy full time, there are ways that I might be able to reach out to the comedy world and make an impact right now. Well, let me ask you, Heather, when when you started and versus what you know now, what would you have done different looking back? As a club owner or comic or both? As a, as a owner. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm, I'm not sure. The piece that is still elusive to me is is the marketing and obviously getting butts and seats. I think that being somebody who has zero business background, I've done pretty well. My partner has a little bit more knowledge on the business side of things. I think we've been pretty smart, but um, you know, getting people to shows is the biggest thing. We are in South Bend, so Notre Dame football season. We take a huge hit. Um, we pick up starting in, you know, January through June. And then we, we have a lull in the summer. So that for me would be, you know, marketing, advertising, getting people in, I need more help with. Makes sense. Hey, we've got like uh, between 20 and 40 people watching this tonight. So like, hey, that's, that, awesome. that's a positive. Yeah, for sure. They probably tuned in to listen to all of our conspiracy theories, and now they're sadly (laughs) disappointed that everybody's so well-reasoned and optimistic. (laughs) I did want to expand on uh, what Chris was talking about a little bit. Uh, The one thing that surprised me was I saw a whole lot of fundraiser stuff uh, coming out and ideas coming around for musicians. And I didn't see a whole lot for standups and, and that's possibly because I'm in a small market here, but, uh, I, uh, I did, uh, as I said earlier, there was a, a marketing firm, Vala marketing here in South Bend and Elkhart is talking about doing a tip jar type thing. And, uh, he, was asking for musicians and I did mention comics and he said, yeah, bring the comics on. So, uh, if you see something for musicians, then, um, always tag the, the comics on there too, because I think you can probably get on that and get a little piece of that action for sure. And there is a Facebook group that was started. It's in that link that, um, on my post asking people to, post their merch links and their links to their albums. But there is a Facebook page dedicated specifically to comics being able to 
share their information on their albums and their merchandise. So um, I will share that again for you guys to check out. Okay. Have any of you guys uh, seen the virtual reality open mics at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, I so I there's one guy that came to the open mic. He'd never done, done comedy before. He's like, oh well, I've done a virtual reality open mics. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that might be an interesting thing to get into right now if we see <laughs> turning into something long term. <laughs> Max, you're in charge of that. If you could please organize that for the Drop Comedy Club, <laughs> Ryan can help you. <laughs> I will ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing he said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing that's important for comics is to be able to say stuff out loud and say it in front of people. I mean, we're going to be writing all this new stuff and we don't know if it's going to hit or not until we say it out loud. So, you know, if you, if you can get into something virtual like that, then obviously that's a good thing. I have a friend who's been hosting a uh, Zoom open mic for a year or so. Wow. And yeah, now it seems like a genius move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad, right, has been doing that for a while. I think I remember him start, starting that. And I, I mean, when, when he started, I was just like, I don't know how this is going to work. Seems kind of weird. Uh, but I think it's going really, really well. It's like, it seems like it's succeeding and kind of getting its own little follow. I'm sure now it'll, it'll, it'll kind of skyrocket. Yeah. It'll probably blow up. <laughs> Hey, Will, I see you joined. How are you? Hey, I'm late, so I'll just listen for a little bit. I'm good. How That's all right. Hey, I'm having everybody introduce themselves and uh, say where you're from and what you do and also how this is, uh, how the uh, COVID-19 has affected you so far. My name's Will Brand, and um, I'm a musician in Arkansas. I've got like four gigs a week playing for the rest of the year, so... I'm really rooting for two weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's go two weeks. <laughs> um, I'm anything up. Yeah, and right now I'm getting stuff off because I've got a, uh, I'm working on my streaming setup. Oh. Because I'm going to be a cam girl now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you, do you have things planned to uh, do some live streaming? Yeah, I already, you know, that already was kind of the plan because it's just sort of smart to do, I guess. Um, but uh, this morning I woke up and realized that was the only option of what to do today. So mm. what's your plan with that? How are you going to use live streaming? Well, so I've sort of resisted um doing everything like following every single thing you're supposed to do as far as social media strategy for the last 10 years and so some <laughs> things i've not wasted my time with and other things i've not done and so yeah, for example that like i've got a bunch of friends on facebook but i haven't cashed in on sending them to a to a business page yet um and um and then instagram I feel like my personal profile is my business page. I don't really get how it's different, but it's different. So I was going to do like an hour or like a set on, this is my first idea on a set on each of them for a while, maybe like do one on Facebook live and the one on Instagram live. And then over the course of a couple of weeks, try to consolidate them to maybe a YouTube channel or something like that. And then, um, 
it's all it's all kind of coming at the same time for me for uh, i'd always sort of been putting bands together and stuff like that but i've got this solo loop show that was sort of my day job that was another reason probably why i was resisting going all in on the social media stuff because if a band worked out i wanted to use all the energy i was you know cultivating or whatever for that and then just the last um last year or so maybe eight months is whenever i've gotten um used to the idea or excited about going going at it all the way with this looper solo show and that's why i hit him up because it's a lot more of like an mc situation because i'm up there by myself so that's sort of why i hit him up because um i'd like to do comedy too but for for sure right now this is what my job will be probably for a long time mm -hmm. i create a lot of comedy stuff with it and i'm up with a mic for a long time but um and then had the gig so that's why i butted in here but um anyway so i'm kind of this will be sort of the time where i um um you know obviously forced into making this as legit as possible and so i'm gonna try to give them a bunch of free stuff for a while and then get them all on the email list and hopefully come out of this with something. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's funny. I think a lot of us have played around with uh, doing the virtual stuff and have been thinking about it and now we're thrown into it and it's, it's going to have to happen. So it's uh it's not a good thing, but I, I think being able to, pivot and understand what you need to do to get by i think that's a it, it's a good thing to understand the, the the survival and also how to uh keep your name in front of people for when the uh clubs open back up and we can do stuff yeah um you know it whenever i was studying you know started studying how to be an independent musician it was basically, you know, um, it says make a lot of content, you know, and then Andrew Schultz, is the comedian that killed it on YouTube, right. With just having a whole bunch of content. Mm -hmm. um, seems like that's the thing to do for me, at least dealing with people. I have a hard time keeping a band together too. So maybe it's just, and you know, I can blame it on living on a small town or whatever, but I have a hard time, um, collaborating with anybody that, I don't, I don't know. How, I think the best way to say this is as sure that this is the only way they're going to be able to make a living as I am. <laughs> so there's, um, and it seems like the thing that people have when they're successful with it is a bunch of, um, structure. Cause you know, I never discover anybody until they're pretty big on YouTube, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so like, I think, if I knew for sure, like whatever, whatever setup I can work out and, and I can know that in a year I'll still be doing it no matter what, that would be what I would go with as far as maybe the most important thing. I say, is it like seven episodes that everybody's the average? Everybody quit seven episodes, something like that? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Seven's it. Yeah. I believe it. you're sitting here with my, my mom. I, uh, you guys will know more than most people know about me. I, I uh, had the privilege of taking care of my lovely mom. She takes care of me too. But anyway, we live together. So we're quarantined together. And uh -huh. she's got the ex-educator and she's got lots of stories. She's, I got her writing a book uh, on all 
her stuff and um and she could do great with a podcast um hers was is geared towards baby boomers um <laughs> and uh, bef- a little bit before the okay boomer thing blew up but um <laughs> She's just, you know, nostalgic like that and kind of puts teacher stuff into it. And then we try to laugh a lot, but it was still, I mean, we didn't make it to seven. So, you know, we're going to try again, but that first run, you know, something came up or whatever. Well, we know Scott would listen. <laughs> Scott, the baby boomer. I, I don't know anything about I mean, boomers. About how many people do we have here? Well, how many people we have on here? About six people? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including yeah, me. Do that. Ah, cool. Okay, I'm also learning about Zoom. Ah, I just did the thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice to meet everybody. Hey, there's everybody. Okay. <laughs> this is just like college. I'm just now old enough to realize I was the dumbass. So, here we go. Hey, I like that one. There we go. This is just like college, except for everybody has their clothes on. Everything's cool. <laughs> Shit, everybody had clothes on my college. We didn't get, we didn't do anything. <laughs> hey, Joel, I wanted to ask you. Um, so you recently put out the uh, your uh, special trophy husband. Uh, what are you doing to get sales of that going so that you can get an income stream from that? Well, it's been out about a month now, so a lot of the marketing has been done via word of mouth, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to do kind of like, like Andrew Schultz does in terms of just posting small clips and just creating a bunch of micro content around the special. So that's the next step of the marketing. Now that a lot of the momentum from the pre-sale and the release is kind of, I can see it starting to taper. Mm-hmm. I need to start giving that attention again because I, I kind of started spinning that ball and then I came back over to my podcast and try to spin that one again because mm-hmm. I'm really looking to up my YouTube footprint, especially with the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I've been giving that a lot of attention. So I need to steer back to the special as well. But mm-hmm. the plan, as we all have ideas as comedians, but I mean, the plan is to really just start posting various clips from it and really posting a lot of the special online just to make people aware of it and then drive them to actually purchase it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everywhere I go, I was just at a wedding this past weekend. I told everyone <laughs> pulled it up on my phone and was like, here, I'll pull it up on your phone. So, I mean, it's shameless plugging wherever I go doing mm-hmm. podcasts like yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the interview we did, but it's all the most useful marketing has been word of mouth right now. I know, as far as social media is concerned, you absolutely cannot mention your stuff enough. You have to, you have to say it thousands of times for some people to see it, and it's. uh, I mean, it's exhausting for me. I absolutely, I I can't do it. But uh, as far as social media is concerned, if you can get somebody to manage it for you, somebody needs to talk about you like every hour of the day so that uh, everybody can see it. It's exhausting to do it. It's completely exhausting to do it. Uh, I, I manage my own social media and and, uh, and my podcast, so I have like two different ones. But then there's Twitter and Instagram. And there's a bunch of alternative ones. Uh, you know, some some of the stuff that I talk about isn't particularly uh, Facebook's favorite topic of uh, conversation. Uh, so you have to look at like some alternative ways of, of getting out there. 
Um, so, you know, it, it is completely exhausting. And if you can find somebody that, uh, that knows what they're doing, uh, can help you get the word out, uh, that would be, that would be, uh, pretty, pretty awesome and would free up, uh, a few hours of more than just a few hours of my week. Uh, but that's sort of the, the perils of being an independent artist is I, I always say like whenever I'm trying to pitch people to, to try to like, Hey, become a sustaining member on this thing or whatever is like I'm essentially when you're just doing it all by yourself, you're you're doing the job of like five or six different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like s- booking is a full time job, promoting is a full time job, uh, creating content is a full time job, learning how to edit your o- own audio, your own video, create your own graphics. Like these are all different people's jobs yeah. funneling into into one human being, uh, and it's and it's exhausting. Uh, so. Um, but the more you kind of do it, like we were talking about reps earlier is I think that's sort of the thing is the more you do it, the more kind of autonomic it starts to get. Um, so hopefully with, with, uh, with, with this quarantine is like, that's, that's my goal too, is, is to kind of balance between, uh, how do I plug my merch versus how do I create content that I really care about and I'm proud of, um, and then tell people about it. Uh, is is now that uh, well, it doesn't seem like people are going to be booking or really paying attention to what shows I have coming up because uh, we all have to stay inside and not touch each other. Um, yeah. That's that's going to be the the primary focus for for me personally is going down the 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 road of creating as much content as I possibly can and, and writing uh, far more than I would if I was <laughs> doing a month long tour um, going from city to city uh, every day. So, yeah, that's a tough one to balance because, you know, creatives are creatives, you know, you want to create and, um, posting on, you know, five or six different social networks is not, uh, is not creating. That's just, uh, sharing stuff. (laughs) Yeah. But it it still takes time. Has anybody had any luck with Reddit at all? I still don't get what it is. Okay. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah. Yeah. You think if you like didn't get people in, people that know yeah. about stuff, talk about stuff. I, I guess I don't really. Yeah. Somebody told me that I need to start posting my stuff on there, but I guess I started doing it wrong. And, uh, <laughs> then I got kicked out of like four or five groups all oh. the day. And I was like, I don't understand what's, I, I, they told me to put a link up and that's what I did. Yep. It's yeah, the mods. The mods are nuts. I, I know that about Reddit. It's it's totally crazy. I I actually found two of my guests uh, on the on the on Reddit, and one of them actually doesn't do any other social media besides Reddit. So you know, I did I did find people that way. I haven't found any way to actually talk about like the podcast or anything on there at at least uh, um, ways that uh, won't get me kicked by a mod. so you're supposed to only comment you're supposed to be like a collective voice about whatever you're talking about and not promote your stuff not not have like an identity or whatever pretty much you're i mean you can have an identity but it's it's really actually um a pretty negative platform because you upvote and downvote stuff and it's amazing how quick you can get into the negative downvotes if you say the wrong thing. It, it's so 
Yeah, I well, I, you're you're definitely not going to be successful on Reddit now, Scott. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody knows my username, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> not behind the bits, is it? Because that's that's going to be a dead giveaway. No, is. it's actually my old podcast <laughs> name, so that's cool. <laughs> No one share this on Reddit because those those kids will will dig up ten years of your history, Scott. Oh then, no doubt. Then you'll and, be done. You'll be done. And you know That's those mod those mods are all like probably twelve years old. They, <laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. Is it all? Is it a bunch of kids? Is it mostly young? It it seems like it. Um, at least the maturity level, the some of the things I've seen. But I I don't know. I've you know I've gone I've gone down that rabbit hole and I haven't opened it for probably two months now just because uh, I got pissed off and left. So you know, but I I tried. I, I got kicked out of a couple groups too. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to get kicked out of this group. I actually have to go have dinner with my wife. Um, but I appreciate you doing this, Scott. Yeah, no, a trophy husband. It's available now at joelbyerscomedy.com. Right. <laughs> yeah, trophy husband, Joel Byers Comedy, and the Hot Breath Podcast. Yes, indeed, yes. My favorite podcast except for my own. Oh, thank you, Scott. Thanks for doing this, yeah. man. I You've really got my creativity churning, and I'm excited to connect with other comics. I know a few of you, but I'm excited for us to kind of figure this out together. So thanks for starting the conversation. Right. Th- thanks for being yeah. on Joel. And I'm probably going to wrap this up too. We've been going for Hey, Joel. Go ahead. Yes. Joel. Joel. Uh, Scott told me that my podcast was his favorite. So I, <laughs> too much uh-uh, I said, I liked it. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> we all know Scott is the authority on podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, you really, Scott, you really letting people out of here without their hackiest Corona joke? Uh, <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think we're at a good spot where we can uh, end this. I would like everybody who's involved, you've, I think you've all got my email now. Um, send me anything that you want promoted on the show notes. I'm going to... Uh, put this up as a podcast episode and i'm also going to i'm recording it i'm going to put it up on youtube as well on my youtube channel and then i'll i'll show you guys i'll just give you the links back so you guys can share that stuff out too sweet any parting words i think it's just this is just the time to take care of each other uh it doesn't seem like there's going to be any sort of massive reforms um, anytime soon for 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 everybody. So so not just with not just the work the the artists that are that have lost gigs and lost you know uh, lost an, uh, a a revenue stream or anything, uh, but you know the the service industry and the the club owners the 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 uh, the bartenders and all that all the all the other working class people that you know is just help them out any any possible way that you can. So. If if you end up getting a, an extra five hundred bucks, maybe kick a little mm. bit of that towards you know your 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 bartender friend that mm. uh, that would have gotten a hundred bucks in, in tips on a on a random Tuesday. Um, so yeah, I just think this is the time that that uh, that we all need to come together and and just help each other out a little bit more. That's Absolutely. a great. That's mm-hmm. a great thought. 
Okay, yeah. everybody, this has been a live presentation from Behind the Bits podcast. Behind the Bits podcast can be found on all the podcast platforms. Just type Behind the Bits in in the search bar. You can follow us on Behind the Bits podcast on Facebook, uh, Behind the Bits podcast on Instagram, and the BTBPC on Twitter. I think we're done. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Scott. This is Thanks, Scott. Thanks Thank everybody for getting on. This was really good. Hey, don't forget yeah. to send me your stuff. I'll get it on the show notes. For sure. Got it. I'm I'm doing right. comedian spotlights on my on my page. So if you guys want to send me a link to your stuff, I'll be happy to spotlight you. Yeah. He's got yeah. a lot of followers, so do it. Well, not, a, not a billion, hey. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good to meet you all. Right. Hope to yeah, see you down the road. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, go get them. Thanks, guys. guys. Bye, friends. Thanks, Scott. This may click out real quick, so if you lose me, it's okay. What's up, guys? Talk to me, Max. Okay, so uh, I'm from Buchanan, Michigan. I do most of my comedy in uh, South Bend, Indiana. I'm a manager at the Drop Comedy Club. I also produce uh, several shows locally in Michigan and Indiana. Um, and, yeah, it's it sucks. It's been affecting our open mic and whatnot. Uh, do you want me to go on from there, Scott? Uh, anything you want to add? I mean, we're going to, we're going to get into general discussion here pretty quick, but, uh, well, yeah, it sucks. So in our area, we only have one, uh, open mic a week, you know? So the idea that you're waiting all week for seven minutes sucks as it is. Uh, we have, we 